Hi, Mom. Hi, G. How are you? I'm doing good. Okay, this week with my friend Zachary James, we had, for the first time, gazpacho. I've heard of it, but I never had it. All right, it's like a cold soup. I know. I don't see. I wouldn't like soup cold. No, I don't know if I'm going to like it or not. I don't know. I don't really know. I mean, it's like a vegetable-y cold soup, so I don't know. I don't know. I I don't think you're going to like it that All much. All right. Well, I'm going to give you a call after I try gazpacho. So listeners, don't go away because you don't want to miss my mom. After I try gazpacho for the first time with Zachary James. But now it's time to start the show. I never had a plum or tuna fish. Baby, no. Let me try some new exciting dish. Baby, no. Bok choy, collard greens, pad thai. So many foods I haven't tried. I'm kind of scared to eat them. I won't lie. And let me tell you, I guess that's why I'm a baby now. I'm just a baby. I guess that's why I'm to baby mouth i'm jimmy smagula you can follow the podcast on instagram at baby mouth pod you can follow me on instagram at jimmy smagula if you haven't left us a five-star review on apple Podcasts, go ahead and do that we have over a hundred five-star reviews we were just number 50 in all of canada i can't believe if you would like to contribute to the podcast to make sure that i can keep going i am an independent podcast you can venmo me at jimmy smagula you can click the link tree on either one of our uh, Instagram accounts. There is a link tree. Click it. You can go to Patreon and it's $6 a month. It'll just hit your card, which is lovely. Or you can go to PayPal and just PayPal me whatever you want. This week, gazpacho. Wasn't quite sure what that was. I thought it was a salsa, but apparently it's a cold kind of vegetable-y soup. And this week's guest, listeners, I have to say, I bring you diverse, incredible people on this podcast. I can hardly believe half of the time that I actually get these people to come on my podcast. This week's guest is currently starring at the Metropolitan Opera. Okay? The Metropolitan Opera. You heard that right. You don't have to rewind. You don't have to go back 10 seconds. He's starring at the Metropolitan Opera in an opera called Akhenaten. Akhenaten. I got it right. It is a Philip Glass opera directed by someone who I love named Fella McDermott, an incredible visionary director. My guest was also in the Adams family. He played Lurch. He's an incredible bass baritone singer. Wait till you hear his smoky rich tones. Please welcome to Baby Mouth, Zachary James. Zach, welcome to Baby Mouth. Thank you. Hi. Oh my God, Zach, you're at the Met. What's happening? Wait, but what I just heard is that you're famous in Canada and have an OnlyFans. I do not have an OnlyFans. No, (laughs) Patreon. It's all the same. Oh, Zach, we're number 50 in Canada. And I do not have, I know, and to the much of the chagrin of my listeners, I do not have an OnlyFans. Well, if there's like an OnlyClothed.com or something or OnlyPG, I would do that. What if it's like pictures of you eating this food? That would be good. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe yeah. I'll start an OnlyFans where I eat the food. 
Yeah. That's not I a think... bad idea. Yeah. Zach, tell me about the opera. I can't think of anything else. I'm going to okay. be in New York next month, as you know. I can't wait to it. come see the show. It seems very expensive. So when we're done, we're gonna, I'm going to ask you if you get any hookups because, my God, it's hundreds and hundreds of dollars to see this thing. Well, for some seats. I mean, the Met is wild because you can get $20 seats and you yes. can get $750 yes. seats. It's like, depends where you want to. Yeah. I'm going to have to do some kind of a lottery or rush ticket. Yeah, there's lots of options. It's, you know, that's something they're working on is uh, public messaging of like, yeah. this actually is accessible. And I think that's really important with opera because it has a lot of stereotypes around it. And, and absolutely. It has- it's one of those art forms that has a hard time getting people in the door. So it does. And it is expensive. And it's a little um, even, you know, I, I'm not I mean, I have some income, so I'm I'm able to afford some level of a ticket. But even for me, it was a little bit um, intimidating to see the prices. I was like, oh, my God, four hundred dollars. I mean, I know there's yeah. forty five thousand people in the opera, the sets, the orchestra. I mean, it's a sure. lavish. Sure. How? Did you get, this is not the first time you've sung at the Metropolitan Opera. Uh, well, I've done this show previously. We did it in 2019 and it was, it broke box office records, oh, which is very, yeah, super unusual for a contemporary opera by Philip Glass. So, um, so yeah, they decided right then and there to bring us back uh, this year. And, and it's kind of wild because right after we did it in 2019, the world shut down and yeah. now the world has just reopened and we're just kind of like bookmarked by these productions for me. So, oh my God! How have the yeah. audiences been? How many like have you done? Concert. Two or three, right? Yeah, we've done two public performances so far. We had an invited dress rehearsal with a large crowd of students, but yeah, we've had two almost sold-out shows, which is like four thousand people. You know, wow! So, and it's yeah. in English, or is it in a different language? It's in a bunch of languages. <gasps> it's yeah. Really? It's so Philip Glass operas are like not really operas. Like take everything oh. you think an opera is and throw it out the window. Okay, and you're gonna have an experience. It's gonna be like. Uh, a totally wild experience and then he calls it an opera but you know his first opera was einstein on the beach and that's like six hours of people just talking right. the violin you know so it's it's he really shook things up and is still shaking things up so this one there's actually not a lot of singing in it and the singing that there is it's in like i think four or five different languages um <gasps> Yeah. Oh, I and, can't wait. And there's that countertenor in it, which is a. Yeah. How would you describe a countertenor for someone who doesn't know what that is? Yeah, sure. Um, a countertenor often started as like a boy soprano. So think mm-hmm. of like a church, a church choir boy singer with that high voice, and then they n- nurtured that voice and it kept going. And and they're kind of like the same as a mezzo soprano or, or a lower female voice in the chorus, like the altos. Um, the you know a countertenor is a cis male that sings that range sings and, and in, a, also, in a female range you would say yeah it's a typically female range. typically female um, range yeah yeah um, and there's also male sopranos that sing higher than countertenors and that's even more rare your kid have you ever worked with a male soprano just one <gasps> it was many years ago yeah yeah, but Whoa. this happens on Broadway too because let's look at Chicago and Mary yes, Sunshine. Yes, of like course. That's just, it's the same exact thing. Yes. In fact, when I was doing a lot of Broadway shows, my agents were always like every six months because I think those Mary Sunshines, they go through them a bit because yeah. I'm sure it's a difficult sing eight shows a week. Oh my God. Yeah. And so they would call me and say like, are you sure? And I'm a tenor tenor. I yeah. have almost no low notes. I only yeah. have really high notes. I have C's and D's. So I'm like a super yeah, tenor. Do. Thank you. But I I can't sing in that. That's generally 
I mean, again, it's weird, like this very niche conversation, but it seems like it's a baritone who has those kind of higher. Correct. Yep, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Countertenors are actually baritones. And usually. what's the name of the, the guy who's the countertenor in your show? Anthony Roth Costanzo. He yeah. is incredible. I've been looking yeah, at him on Instagram and listening. He's a star. Yeah. What is it like to be on the stage at the Metropolitan Opera? What is it like? It's like uh, fucking wild. Oh. And it's so wide. And it's like this like vast canyon. Oh. And it, when I first stepped out, I was like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? <laughs> I, I felt like I was like standing on the world's largest airplane oh, and like God. couldn't see the wings on each side oh. with my peripheral vision. Like that's what it felt like. But now I got to tell you, it's like it's like a giant instrument and i play it and that is so rad oh like that's my god that's everything because do you use like, microphones no not in the opera and how many orchestra how many pieces in the orchestra do you have i think we have like 80 okay so listeners again i know this is a little <laughs> niche but i have to make this clear for everybody there are 80 pieces in the orchestra and these artists are speaking and singing with no amplification while an orchestra it is incredible my mind i'm getting chills and my mind is blown this is how starved for culture i am at the moment Uh, but my (laughs) mind is blown i you know it's olympic shit oh my god when i was in high school of course i had this great interest in all of the arts i played piano trumpet clarinet i sang i conducted the choir i conducted the band i did it all and my dad used to work at the meadowlands racetrack where they Ooh. have the horse races. Yeah. And somebody he worked with, their husband did the sets. They were a crew person at the Met. Oh, and cool. they would get tickets for dress rehearsals. Right. And they didn't, you know, being a New Jersey guy, the guy probably didn't know anybody who wanted to go. But his wife said, Hey, my friend Paul Smagula has got a son who's very interested in the arts. Why don't we give him the tickets? So yeah. I saw Salome, which was this German opera where they had a head on a platter. Yeah, that was the it. first opera. Oh I didn't understand a fucking thing because it's in German. But and you loved it. I loved it. Oh, my God. Because that head on the platter, that fierce ass queen with that head on that platter, oh you were like, showbiz, sign me up. And yeah, then yeah. I saw another one. It wasn't Daughter of the Regiment, but it was a title like that that had a lot of English words in it. I can't Uh remember what it was, but the sets were so incredible. I didn't care. You know, and these things are three hours long. Salome was three, maybe longer than three hours. Very long. long. Yeah, they're long. She's a long one. Yeah. But I loved it. I'm so glad to hear that. I love that. And and I think that's like such a testament to exposing kids to things that you think they might not get. Yes. It's like, actually, you inspire the fuck out of kids when they see stuff Oh, like I was so inspired by the Grannis yeah. and the voice. You know, I'm, I have always been someone who loves singing. I love, I'm obsessed with the way we produce the voice. I, yeah. It's fascinating yeah. to me. So oh, just yeah. to hear people on a stage doing that at that level is unbelievably thrilling. It's so incredible. And the fact that you get to do it and you've done it all over the world is, I mean, you know, to say you were in the Adams family is kind of like, well, yeah, you're, I'm like downplaying your talent. Like, I mean, Uh, you didn't, the audiences in the Adams family on Broadway didn't get to see a quarter of the things that you can do with your voice. 
Wow. I mean, I'm so grateful for that show. It really did such amazing things for my career. And I wouldn't be an opera without Adam's family because that's where I met Phelan, who brought right, me into opera. Right, which is yeah. so wild. It's usually it's the crazy. other way around where opera singers go like, okay, I'm making $600 a week here at the Dallas Opera Center. I need to make some money. Let me yeah. try and go into musical theater Broadway and make a living. Whatever. Yeah. But you did just the opposite. And you weren't intimidated by that at all, the languages and all of that stuff. I was terrified. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like so intimidating to me. No, it was terrifying because like every show I did for a while, every show I did, it was like, okay, this is my first French opera. Let's right. not tell anyone I don't know how to sing in French and I'll just learn really it's quick. Crazy. You know? yeah, it's, so it's nuts. crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. Well, and Akhenaten, I had to learn to juggle because there's <gasps> juggling in the show. I saw so, all the people juggling. Yeah. It's a lot. Do people drop their balls? Of course. Oh my God. I remember Phelan being so beautifully creative with us in the Adam Summit that he's probably like, if you drop your ball, that's beautiful. And just go pick it it. up. Yeah, exactly. Mistakes and fun and frolic and real life and real, you know, real things happening on stage seem like that's what turns that guy on. Oh yeah, when when things when people drop while juggling, he's like, "That's the story then," and it, and honor that story that the ball dropped and it tells a different story. Oh. And you're like, oh, "Okay, yeah." I sure. remember him saying at the beginning of one of our two week workshops of the Adam family, of which I did many, he said, "We have a lot to do and a little time, so we must go very slowly." Absolutely. And I was like, "This guy's like a fucking Willy Wonka." He's like yeah. Willy Wonka. Yep. He's incredible. Any chance you go to, you get people to go and see a Phelan McDermott production or yep. God, if you get to even speak to the man, work with him. You know, it's funny with Adam's family, Zach, because I was in the ensemble and I was going to understudy yep. Nathan Lane and That's Kevin the... Chamberlain, who I love, both of them. God, They're both yeah. my idols. But I just didn't want to be in the ensemble. And so no, I quit. You don't belong there. Yeah, of course. And you made I the right decision. Know. I don't no. know. I'm still on the fence if I should have just been in that wonderful show because it was so no. fun. No, I'm going to set the record straight right now. You're a star. You don't oh, belong in the ensemble. I know. And, you know, no. Thank you. That's very sweet. That's just the facts. Tell me about your relationship with gazpacho and why you picked it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's segue into the food because I'm actually excited to eat this. You should be. I'm excited. Delicious. Okay. So I grew up in Florida. So for me, like. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) like. A cold, refreshing thing, like in on a hot day. Yes. But it's like savory and it's not a salad is really exquisite. Wow. And yeah. So and I also like spice. So Okay. Um yeah, it's great. But also I have to say gazpacho is a major plot point in the um, Almodovar film, Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. <gasps> I never which saw was, that. Well, you have to. And it was also an incredible Broadway musical. Yes, uh, which I also Laura never Benanti. saw. Oh my God, I saw Written it Written by Laura... David Yazbek, which is the guy yeah. who wrote the full Monty, my Broadway debut. Right. Bart Sher directed, Laura Benanti like, took the show and just like, Danny Burstein was in it. it. I think he played a taxi driver or something. Yes. Wow, you love Women on the Verge. Patty LuPone was in it? Yes. (gasps) The New York Times did not enjoy, but you did. 
I don't care. It was so good. Wow. And yeah, but the film, Jimmy Smagula, you have to watch the film. Really? And after you eat gazpacho, you officially will enjoy the film. Now, was life. there a musical number in the Woman on the Verge musical about gazpacho where they sing it was Patti LuPone singing like G-A-Z-P-C, anything like that? I can only remember some key moments at this point because it's been a while. <laughs> a I remember... Time how much I enjoyed it, that I saw it twice, that I squealed. I went to the closing performance because I had to see it again. Oh my um, God. Yeah, there's a, the, gazpacho is a big deal in that in that story. I don't want to insult David Yazbek because I love him. And like yeah. I said, he pretty much gave me my Broadway debut. But a lot of people did not enjoy that show. So to hear you say that you loved it makes me so happy. You know, uh, here's the thing about me. I like a lot of things that other people don't like, but yeah. I also... I I am not um I think we can both speak to the fact that in within our beautiful Broadway community and showbiz community a lot of times people um in our community go to shows thinking that their job is to be critical of it and yes. to say what what they would have done differently and it's like oh you actually misunderstood the assignment like you're you're going to be entertained oh, you're in the you're in that the audience is wonderful that yes, is so, so wonderful. Go have fun. Go have fun. All right, Damn I'm it. opening the gazpacho, Zach. Open the gazpacho. It's time for me You're to have lose. some fun with this gazpacho. Now, I got this at Le Pain Coton. Now, I don't know how to say yes. that. You did a French opera. Do you think Le I said... Pain. What's the third word? Um, let me show you the bag. You yeah. never heard of this, Le Pain Coton? Oh, you know. Le Pain Cotetien. Oh, see? I don't know how to say that. That's why it. I have an opera star. Le Pen. I got that. Doesn't it, it means like what the community bread or something? I don't know. You would know. See? No, I don't French, know. French, Italian, German. Ugh. Listen. Me, I'm just a little podcast host at this point. All right. I got it all out. Oh, there's some butter, but I'm not going to have that because it comes with some seeded bread, it said. Seeded is the gazpacho, the only so you enjoy gazpacho, but in addition to enjoying it, you enjoy the musical Woman on a Verge. That's really why you picked this. Well, I just saw it on there. First of all, yeah. your list is like, so, how have you lived this long without eating these foods? And listen, first I don't think I've all. even had any kind of mushroom. I mean, I really first don't think all. I've had a mushroom. And my boyfriend will not let me put the mushrooms on there because he's like, you, that's crazy. No one's going to believe that. And I'm like, well, it's true. You know I what? never had Caesar salad before season one. Dear God, Jimmy. I know. Okay, listen, I'm going to give you a pass on the mushrooms because I actually, mushrooms are like the only thing on the planet I don't like. Oh, wow. Interesting. Not the only thing. Like, I'm not going to eat like live octopus either. I'm sorry. I had um, octopus last week for oh the my. first time. It wasn't live, but it was not good. Yeah, I'm not going to eat anything that moves. It was not good. You know what was weird about the octopus, um, Zach? I could see the suckers. And then when I bit it, I could feel the sucker on nope. my tongue. No, thank you. It was, it was the only no. food thus far that I've had to spit out on the podcast. Okay, I'm proud of you. Because That's I had right to answer. chew. It was chewy. Anyway, we don't want no. to relive that. Nope, nope. I'm All sorry right. you went through that. Gazpacho. The, the, but the people at the Le Pain, they were lovely. And I told them I'm doing this on a podcast. And the one kid said he enjoys gazpacho. It's like a cold tomato soup. And then yes. another guy who was counting money, he may have been like a manager, more of a manager type. He said he only enjoys gazpacho when it's warm out, when it's yeah. cold out, it's disgusting. Well, it's for warm weather. But isn't for sure. that odd that he would use the word disgusting? 
I think he was being dramatic. Oh, probably. All right, let's see. I don't see my seeded bread. Oh, this looks... Wow, this is a large tub of very red... Oh, there's the bread. All right. Is it nice and cold? It's very cold. Actually, I picked it up at the Americana, which is an outdoor mall. It's Ooh. beautiful with fountains, and the fountains go with the music. Mm, I oh, love yes, that. Oh, yes, Zach. You know L.A. And I love L.A. So then I came and got it, and then I came home and put it right in the fridge. So it's nice and cold. Now, Fantastic. I'm going to open the, the lid here, which is a see-through yes. lid. I'm seeing chunks of... You know what yeah. I need to do is get this napkin out. But I'm seeing, while I get the napkin out, I'm seeing chunks of vegetables, which is not what I expected. Yeah. I thought it was going to all be blended. It's a soup. It's not like a pea soup, though. It's not like a broth. It's like a, okay. you know. Right. You're getting a little attitude now. Now there's a well, little listen. way he said attitude. Did you detect that, listeners? The way he said broth was a little bit of an attitude. Well, I've presented you with this beautiful meal, and... <laughs> You know, I need you to enjoy it. Now, let me preface this before, because this is an issue I have on the podcast week after uh -huh. week, that my guests, they they need me to love what they have suggested or else they feel like a failure. And that's not the point. The point of the podcast is that you have generously given me your time. So to lead me through trying what to me looks scary and I'm yeah. going to try it. And if I like it or not, at least I can say I've tried it. Yeah. I won't feel like a failure, okay. but I'll feel bad that you'll have been a failure for not enjoying Don't it. Don't feel bad. It's okay. Uh, the, the the thing is that I've tried the gazpacho. Now, gazpacho, I think it. it's a Spanish soup. I don't think it's Mexican. Yes. It's Spanish. No, right from Spain. it's from Spain. Okay. Spain. Yeah. Should I mix it a little bit? Because it's just... I mean, whatever I'm going to mix it good. a little... Okay. Yeah. Mixing it was not a good idea because... That's an You're odd seeing what's in there. Yeah, it's an odd consistency now. Yeah. Have you ever had like a V8 juice? Mm, no, no, that's no. a no. Have you had a Bloody Mary? I've never had a Bloody Mary because that juice scares Jimmy. me. Okay, okay. Got that it. What is that? Like a tomato juice? Yeah, just Godspeed. I, I, don't I don't really know. drink, Zach. I don't really drink yeah. a lot, especially in the morning. Do you have Bloody Marys in the mornings? Well, now I'm like 10 years sober, so I don't drink at all. But there <gasps> well, was a time. Good for you. Thanks. There was a time in my life, though, that I could drink like a gallon of Bloody Marys. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's why I got sober. Basically. Good for you. Well, I'm proud of you. I didn't know that about you, Zach. Yeah. And we're yeah. pretty good friends. I'm glad to know that. Congrats. I'm that must open not about be an it. easy thing. It's fine now. It's been so long. But yeah, yeah, yeah baby yeah. Zach, baby Zach in his 20s could take a gallon of, uh, you know, Bloody Marys to the park and lay out. So in the sun wait, when we did the. Adam's family, that was 2009? Yes. So baby Zach was hitting it then. You were hitting the sauce. Sure. I was having a good time. Well, I never really hit the sauce that hard. I don't know why I should have. Oh, All right. Here I stalling. go. You're stalling. Yeah, know. get in there. Get in Here there. Here I go. First time gazpacho with opera star and Broadway star Zachary James. People, when I tell you I cannot wait to go to the Metropolitan Opera and see him, I'm hoping the seat can be a little closer than Washington Heights. But if I have to pay $20 to go and sit way in the back, I will. There's no bad seat. And and you cannot stall any longer by talking about right. my career. First time gazpacho. But gazpacho. let me tell you more about Zach. No, I'm kidding. First time gazpacho. Here I go. Zach Zachary James, international opera star and Broadway star. Here I go. Bon courage. Mm. Oh. 
Okay. Mm. Spicy. That is a strong flavor. <laughs> I think you've cleared up the small cold that I still have. Any residual yes. cold that's been killed. It's good for you. You know, that is good. It's not bad. Hell yeah. It's a little shocking. Yeah. It's got a lot of things in it. Yeah. Do you know what's in this? Oh, yeah. There's like, um, you know, pepper. There's another, tomatoes. Another bite while he tells us. There's onions. Yes. Second bite. I'm so proud of you. It's, yeah, it's it's like a beautiful spicy garden mm. thrown in a blender. Yeah. It's good. You know, I it's very strong. I just had another bite. It's good. Yeah. I get the refreshing. I mm-hmm. get the spice. The yes. back of my throat is getting hit a little bit. I like it. It's yes. good. But I'll tell you, I don't know that I could eat that entire jug of gazpacho. Well, you don't have to. It's probably not meant for one sitting. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, that seems like a lot. No, I would do, I wouldn't even do a full soup bowl of it. I'd do like a little bowl. Yeah. Is this generally like an appetizer? Yeah. It's like a nice amuse-bouche, mm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not bad. I don't. Mm, I'm gonna have another. Now, I'm gonna have another little taste. I just want to be sure. I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. Can I set you up for your third taste? Go ahead, though? Can you, I need you to like imagine you've been outside all day. You got okay. sun kissed. Right. Like your feet have sand on them. All right. You you can hear some seagulls. It's oh, probably July. You know nice. what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. where you are, and your body's just so tired from the sun, but it feels oh, good. Sun scorched. Yes, maybe and you're see, like uh, see sea water in my in my ears everywhere, and you're hungry. I'm starving. Yeah. All right, now I'm gonna go in for my third bite. <laughs> Listening for the seagulls, water mm-hmm. in my ears, sand so on my hungry. tootsies. Yeah, you need to be refreshed. Mm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's actually delicious. Yeah, you're in mm. Barcelona. Barcelona. I'm an international man of mystery. Yes, yes. Zach, yeah. I think I'd like that gazpacho. Yeah. It's just a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you like a lot of spicy foods? I do like spicy. What do yeah. you like? What do you like in the spicy family? Oh gosh, you know when you're at like an Asian restaurant or mm-hmm. something, and they're like, "Do what's your spice one to 10? I'll be like, you know, a seven. Okay, um, all yeah. right, so that's but real. My very favorite spicy dish, though, is called papaya salad. It's a Thai dish, and oh. it's uh, kind of similar to this in that it's savory um, and spicy, but very refreshing because it has cucumber, uh, papaya, onion, oh. tomato, and it's this beautiful salad that the spices it makes me cry. It's so spicy, just Whoa. to be clear. But I order it and I love it. Is there anything that you like to eat before singing? Um, you know, I'm very kind of uh, regimented. Um, oh, I really? eat, yeah, I do like a lot of fresh fruit and vegetables and stuff just to stay hydrated and just to keep it simple on my stomach. Um, but yeah, I, I get made fun of actually at the Met because in my dressing room, it, you walk in and there's like four apples, five oranges, a bag of celery sticks, <laughs> a bag of cashews. Oh, you know, now are you eating after the performance? Are you going out for a cheeseburger? Yeah. Oh, no, I'll no go meat? for a nice... Uh, no, I eat meat. I just, I'll probably get something. I don't know. I'm pretty like, I'm pretty, I would say most people would describe my diet as like incredibly healthy. I'm very wow. like, yeah. Where are we going to really, go to eat? I don't know. Like I don't do the wheat. I don't do the sugar. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah, know that. Jimmy. I know. I know. It's a How bummer. do you feel? 
great. (laughs) 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 But you'll see the show. It's like, for me, that show is like doing three hours of yoga. It's so intense physically. Really? Yeah. So at each intermission, I'm like eating an apple, eating an orange, eating some celery. How long is the show? It's three hours with two intermissions. Yeah. Yeah. So Oh, my God. I'm going to have a full metropolitan experience yeah yeah. and i get 10 minutes off in the whole show yeah no wonder i can't even believe you're doing this podcast well of course i know but you must be exhausted are you just laying flat all day eating apples uh i was out in my garden i was doing some gardening it's nice you have a garden i love my garden in harlem right yeah my harlem garden yeah i was laying a new path i bought some i saw something on instagram with the gardening happening yeah yeah i'm always out there it's my happy place that's really nice yeah i'm a weird person jimmy i mean you're fine you're an artist i wouldn't say you're a weird person you're just an artist yeah you have your own (laughs) podcast what's your podcast with the dallas opera people yeah it's it's a tv show it's called what happened was wait was i on tv yeah oh yeah (laughs) i was on zach's what i thought was a podcast and now it's a television program it was on camera it's all wow Um, who knew i should have done hair and makeup had my (laughs) had my team come over Oh, my God. Yeah, I was just renewed for another year, which is really fabulous. Wow. So. How many guests do you have to have on in a year? Uh, I think I'm on my 60. No, I'm on my 70th episode now. Um, wow. Yeah, I've been going a year and a half and I'll have another 50 coming up. Wow, that's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, but it keeps me, you know how fun it is to talk to people and do this and yeah. interview people. And it keeps me engaged with people who honestly, I otherwise wouldn't have. Yeah, with. I know. You were so nice to ask me to come on. Is there anyone that you dream? Do you have any like dream guests for your? Yeah, you know who said yes, but then ghosted me. Who? Let's put put this out there in the universe. Cheyenne Jackson. Cheyenne. Do it. Did Cheyenne. you ask him again? Or did you do what did you do on Instagram? Yeah, I asked him a few times, and he was like, yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, but, you know, I'll get him. He's got kids, and, you know, he's on that show now. He's busy. He's busy, but he'll do it. He's so nice. We did um, Damn Yankees at City Center together. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now he's He's on Call Me Cat. Have you ever seen that show on Fox? Yeah, no, he's fabulous. I'm just so happy for him and his success. Yeah, and he's got kids and things, twins. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I had a wonderful time recently. I had Sally Struthers on. She was such a hoot. I love Sally Um, Struthers. Wait, what's the name of the show? All in the Family. Yeah, All in the Family and Gilmore Girls. (gasps) Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, generationally, she's known by one generation from All in the Family and a whole other generation from Gilmore Girls. And it's really interesting. I did a show with her in October. Did you do Young Frankenstein with her? Yeah, yeah. And you were Frankenstein? Yeah. How tall are you? I'm 6'6". Oh, my God, people. Yeah. You're what, 6'4"? I'm 6'2", Zach. 6'2 and a half. I'm going to say 6'4". But when I come to the Um, men, I'm going to wear my boots, so I'll be like 6'3 and a half. Absolutely. So you won't feel so (laughs) overwhelming. Yes. Yes. You can't even bring people backstage, can you? No. I want to step on the stage at the Met. You know what, though? Even if you could come backstage, you wouldn't be able to go on stage (sighs) because they they flip over. As soon as our curtain comes down, they're moving that set off and putting a new one on for the next show. That's right. I forget that unlike Broadway, where you're doing eight shows a week, You're doing a show every four or five days. Yeah, we do eight in a month. Is that to rest your voices? It's just, I don't know, whatever. But, you know, (laughs) they have have so many other shows going on. Um, So right now it's like Hamlet, Lucia, Turned Out. Yes. I'm like, 
Rigoletto opens Saturday. Like everything's going. I want to the see them time. all. Do you go and see operas or no? You don't care. Yeah, no, I love it. I, I now my operatic taste veers away from the traditional, so I really make it a point to see all the contemporary things. And also, if there's like a controversial new production that people are really angry about because they, you know, are uh taking a shit on lucia i will yeah. be there and i'll probably love it wow that's <laughs> yeah, interesting yeah. yeah i really like that stuff yeah. when it's like you because if we're gonna do these same 20 operas for 500 years like say something new with it i don't need to see because i can stay home and watch the best singers who have ever lived do it on yes. video so it's like say something new and isn't the win in that they're doing something new with it that's the win yeah. it doesn't have to be yeah. incredible it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be all you hoped it would be it's just that it's being done and it's a new idea yeah that's do you the know, win. um lucia de lamarmore i don't think i do what's the big aria it's, from that i might know it. so there's lucia's mad scene um you uh, definitely have heard it like it's a, the only it's there a so tenor aria in there that I would know? There's tenors, yeah, but right. Lucia has to marry this guy she doesn't want to marry. So then on the wedding night, she kills him in <gasps> bed and she, she comes out in her wedding dress. She's covered in blood. It's amazing. Okay, this so, sounds familiar. Yeah, so the recent Met production took that show, that story, and they set it in the American Rust Belt right now. Yes, I saw that because I've recently subscribed to the Lincoln Center Instagram account where you yes. can see everything. Yes. Yeah. So people were so outraged by this. And I got to say, I had the time of my life. I thought it was riveting. And also I was like, oh my God, I finally care about the story. I get wow. the story. Yeah. Cause it was like, I recognize that place. Like I worked at that convenience store. Those are my friends. Cause I, I'm, you know, I grew up yes, in yes. a poor America. And yes. it was like, I got it for the first time and I was riveted. That's and incredible because, you know, opera as an art form. I mean, I've been hearing since I was in high school, opera's yeah. in trouble. You know, the New York City opera famously shut down, Done. which is just insane. And, you know, I'm sure that a lot of my listeners have never been to an opera. I mean, tons of my friends, Jimmy. even yeah, that are it's... in musical theater, they've never been to the opera. I know. It doesn't feel accessible, I think, to a lot yeah. of people. And what you're describing, setting it in the American Rust Belt, yeah. and the reaction that you had to it and the connection that you felt to that storytelling is exactly yeah. what should bring people back to the opera. And look, seeing a traditional Daughter of the Regiment or a traditional Salome, or a dish, there's nothing like it. Seeing a traditional Carmen, yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. But yeah. having these things to bring people in and get them interested yeah. again is really you know it's almost it's in a way what hamilton did for musical theater where yep. you get these real contemporary takes on you know american history right yeah what's yeah, more totally. boring to me than american history than the soldiers I and mean, george washington and all that you know it's such a snooze you go to see hamilton and it is so engaging it's yep. so riveting and it's bringing young people and bringing people to the theater that were never interested in it before and it's the same with opera yeah and that's really our our goal for the performing arts, for the live arts, has to be getting new people in seats. I don't care if you piss off everyone else. Like, get new people in seats. And you had Otherwise, your own opera company for a while. I don't know if you still have yeah. it. But I saw well, an incredible opera that you did at that place. Oh, gosh. You were you. wonderful. Yeah. You were incredible. 
Thanks. I mean, yeah, I ran this opera company in New York. It was super gritty and fun with a group of artists who I love. And then I, uh, more recently, I started an opera company in Ithaca, which um, oh. I ran that for four years. And then I stepped down and I'm really happy to say it's still going strong and they're doing That's great so work. That's cool. so cool. Yeah, it's, it's a great art form. But you're saying like not a lot of people have seen opera. Let me tell you like the actual statistic it's it's really mind-blowing but only five percent of the united states has experienced an opera ever wow five percent so it's like how are we putting kids through these two hundred thousand dollar degree oh, programs to go into a field where there's no audience no like, audience it's criminal so I'm, i wonder I'm very what the statistics are in europe oh very very different much Especially much higher germany is like popping off man wow yeah because in germany you grow up going to the opera and you also it's state funded yes and there's operas for kids there's all these educational programs so it's like it, it's like going to the movie theaters you know it's like you yeah just, it's part of life you know in berlin they have three opera companies and the community decided to have three opera companies rather than you know two pools for wow, the public and yeah, they're like incredible. no shut down the pool we'll take the opportunity you know we you know? need people like you who are young and hip you know what i mean it's like you're a hip guy you're not a boring snoozy guy well thank and you and we need people like you that are going to help to bring the arts i mean no matter what it is that i went to the ballet for the first time when oh, I, I was 30 i'd never been to the wow. ballet i saw sleeping yeah. beauty at fabulous new york city ballet it was, it was yeah. unbelievable of course. It was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So we need, you know, we just need to make it accessible for everybody because it's important. Yeah. We don't want these things to die. And when New York City no. Opera closed, it's like, holy crap. That's yeah, real scary. Good. Yeah. Well, you're not scary. only helping a baby mouth, but it seems like you're helping a lot of baby brains and baby artists out there to try to get people to experience new things. So like you're the perfect guest. Well, thank you. It is what I rattle off about nonstop to anyone who will listen. That's so, so great. Well, I like this gazpacho. I'm not going to eat much more of it because it seems like it would. It's a lot of it's a lot of flavor. I think I predict in a few hours you're going to want a bit more. And it's you're good. Gonna return to it. You're it was go actually very, very flavorful. Yeah. It's spicy, but I like it. It's comforting. It's cooling. Mm -hmm. It's refreshing. And it's flavorful. Yeah, you're going to eat some more. Zach, thanks for coming on the podcast. Such an thanks interesting time. Me. Anytime. A blast. It's time to talk to Lois, my mom from Jersey. Can she get on Zoom? No, thank you. Here comes Lois. Here comes Lois. Hi. Oh, boy. Yay, we did it. I know. This was a one shot in the Zoom room. Oh, boy. Must be my lucky day. I'm going to have to take that lyric out of, can she get on Zoom? <laughs> now you're an expert. Oh, yeah, right. How are those headphones working out? Good. They're very good. Can you hear me clear, right? Yeah, yeah, they're good. We've got all kinds of equipment here, so I think our voice is yours, too. Just with the Apple headphones, it sounds very good. Yeah, clear very clear your hair looks very good today it doesn't look as flat it was looking a little flat the last couple zooms uh well i have a new hairdo with it all coming down yeah it looks good i, I don't know i'm not used to it but oh, it's fine it's short very short yeah it's very yeah you like it short it grows yeah it'll grow i feel like when i was younger it was a little bigger a little higher my hair definitely 
Then I used to wear it like all wild, sticking up. Yeah, how come and now you I have it, it off? I don't know. I don't think that was in style anymore. Oh. That wild look—it's all flat now. All the hair is really long now, oh. and like one length. And where do you get your styles from? Still the soap operas? No, not real. I don't know. Sometimes I see something in a magazine, and I uh, I like it so. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, try it. I remember when I was a kid, I, I would get a sweater for Christmas or something. And you would say, that's what they're wearing on all the soap operas. Really? Yeah. I as if some that. costume designer of, you know, days of our lives was making decisions about what I was wearing to seventh grade. Oh, uh, I don't remember that. Oh, I remember that for sure. Oh, well, I guess, uh. <laughs> I'll forget a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this week with my friend Zachary James. Now, I have to tell you about him before I tell you about the food. He is currently in an opera at the Metropolitan Opera in New York. Can you believe that? That's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, my. Remember when I was a kid and I would go? How would we get those tickets? I have no idea. I don't remember. No, I think my father, didn't he work with somebody who, whose husband worked on the crew at the Met and got, remember I would go, I went to two operas when I was in high school. To tell you the truth, Jim, I don't even remember that. Yes, he drove me in and then he would come and pick me up at like 1130 because operas are three or three and a half hours. I have no idea. I absolutely I remember. remember that. I remember that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, yeah. Somebody he worked with, their husband worked on the crew at the Met. You don't remember that? The opera, the Metropolitan Opera, Lincoln Center? I remember that, but I don't remember any about you going or daddy picking up. Oh, yeah, I remember. Well, he is in an opera at the Met, which is just, and he was in the Adams Family on Broadway. Oh, really? Which is where I met him, because remember I did the reading and then I didn't want to do any more of the show. Yeah, I know. You, you never saw the Adams Family. No. Do you like the Adams Family movies or television shows? No, no, none. None of the above. <laughs> okay. How about the Munsters? I used to love the Munsters. No, I don't like. No, I didn't never okay. like that. Okay. No. All right. Don't really. <laughs> you don't like a lot of things, do you? <laughs> yeah, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you like something, you really like it. I write. If I like something, you know, if I like something to eat, I always eat it like macaroni. I can eat it every night all different ways, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. Or, But I mean, even television shows or movies. Oh, right. It doesn't seem like you like like a lot of things. No, I don't. But when you do like something, then you I watch them over and over the same thing over and over and over. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Well, I know when I was a kid, we'd watch Neil Diamond over and over and over again. Barbara Streisand concert in the backyard over and over and over again. You don't remember yeah. that? Yeah, I do. I oh, do. Well, you're no, silent. Oh, no, I, I remember that. Yes. Yeah, Barbara Streisand in her backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, so. this week with Zachary James, we did gazpacho. Gazpacho. What yep. is that? Some kind of soup? Yep. It's soup. a cold Spanish soup. Soup. You ever have it? No. (laughs) (laughs) Did you actually think I had it? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you're 75 years old. Maybe one time in 75 years, somebody gave you a spoonful of gazpacho to try. Nope. It's like a delicious vegetable, kind of tomatoey red soup. Yeah. I know a lot of people eat that, but uh, I never ate it. 
It's cold. Served yeah, that's cold. Exactly. I don't like it. Yeah, it has a lot of vegetables in it, and it's a little bit spicy. Yeah, I liked it. It was not bad. Oh, you did? It's a good flavor. It's a good flavor. It's got a lot of different flavors in it, and it's very refreshing. You know what I mean? Like on a hot, hot. Yeah. Like Zach was saying to me, imagine you're on a beach and you have sand in your toes and you're hot. You've been on the beach all day and then you have a spoonful of gazpacho. It's refreshing, you know? Yeah, because it's but cold. I don't know if I'd order it again. Again, I know. If I was on a beach somewhere, maybe, and they had gazpacho going around, maybe I'd get some to refresh. But no. Yeah. Do you like any kind of cold soups? Have you ever had a no, cold soup? No, I don't soup? like. I really don't like anything cold. I mean, wow. like uh, cold drinks, I like, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, iced tea or whatever. Well, but you don't I like don't... a nice turkey sandwich? That's cold. Yeah, I do. I like that. A deli oh, sandwich. A cold cup. Oh, definitely. Yeah, cold. But cuts. I don't like like cold soup or. No, what else I, could I, be I cold that you would, I mean, vegetables, you don't like, oh, you like a salad, that's cold. Oh, yeah, I love salad. All right, Mom, you like yeah. cold things. You like ice cream? Yeah, I do. I do, but I don't like cold soup, I just said. I, I like know, but you things. said I don't really like anything cold, is what you said. Oh, well, I didn't mean that. No. I meant soups or, like, if I get a meal and I, I don't like if it's cold, like, say I get chicken parm or something, I don't like it if they serve it and it's cold well why would anybody serve a chicken parm well you know sometimes when you go to these restaurants well yeah but that's a bad restaurant if it comes out cold you say excuse me my hot meal is being served cold i mean a hot meal has to be hot it's got to come right off the pan even my macaroni i don't like cold well i like macaroni salad that's cold here we go (laughs) you seem to enjoy some cold things yes definitely but not a cold soup no, not a cold soup or a cold meal. I don't like. Well, no, I don't think anybody some, likes a cold meal. Well, some people don't complain, but who, I would. Who would? Pref- I mean, how about cold pizza? No, that doesn't taste bad. I know when in my mm. first job, a lot of people would eat cold pizza. Like yeah. they get up at night and they hungry and they go in the fridge and eat cold pizza. No, I like it hot. Wait a minute. At your first job, you know that a lot of people you worked with. Would right. Get up in the middle pizza. of the night and eat no, cold get up pizza. And, yeah, if they got up and they got up and they were hungry, they would eat cold pizza. So this was a discussion that you had at your job. Yes. Yes. Hi, Lois. It's me, Pete. And guess what? Last night I got up again at two a.m. No, and I had some cold a, pizza. This is a memory no, just, you have. Yeah. No, just talking to people. That's a weird thing to mention. They didn't say, oh, I did this last night. But a lot of people would get up during the night and they were hungry and they would eat cold pizza. And when was that? In the 70s? Yeah. 70s. You think that was a 70s thing or you think people still do that today? I think people still eat cold pizza. Yeah. They have leftover pizza in the fridge. They're up at two in the morning. It's 1972 and they go in their fridge and get some pizza. Exactly. What was your first job? I was just like clerical, like a clerk. I worked in uh in an office, worked in an office. What do you mean a clerk? Work. Like a secretary? Yeah, but they were like a clerk. They were called clerk. I wasn't a secretary. I did like uh, typing, filing, that sounds like work a orders, stuff like that. Yeah, but they weren't 
there, everybody wasn't a secretary. A secretary was like someone, like one of the boss's secretary. Right, they right. answered their phone. They wrote their letters. They, wrote, they worked this specifically was, for someone. For somebody. You worked for the whole company. Exactly. Clerk. Clerk. And what was the name of the place? It was called Power Industrial Products. Whoa. What the but heck in is- there, no, they, and then in, in this title, there was like, four or five, I don't even remember the names, of different companies. There was like Wholesale Hardware. Okay. Uh, there was Power. There was Power Industrial did like pipes. And okay. they uh, they had a big warehouse full of like tools, ladders, whole, and people, these other companies would buy all this stuff wholesale. It's like a Home Depot except wholesale yeah. for other companies. Yeah, but this was a long time of ago. Of course. Now, why didn't you want to go? Did you want to go to college and just think, I can't go? We can't afford No, I it? thought I was going to get a job. Well, my whole family went to college except me. Right. Well, not but, your parents, but your sister no, your, and your two brothers. Two both brothers went, yes. yes. But I was going to go to work and make a lot of money. Oh, good. And at, wait a minute. At my first job, I made $65 a week. That was the glowing going rate. I think I brought home $57 clear. <laughs> oh, but was that considered a good job in 19, what, 70, no, 65? No, it wasn't a good job. I mean, it wasn't considered a job, but that was the going rate at that time. Wow. But what and we was... Worked for, wait a minute. 40 hours a week. I know, but in for, I wonder if $65, I mean, it does sounds like, of course, nothing now. Is but that? I, I think it was like the going rate at that time. Yeah. Well, I lived at home, so it yeah. didn't matter. Wow. But, so you were going to go right to work and make a lot of money. And yes. then you went to power <laughs> and made $65 a week. A week. How long did you work there? Oh, I worked there a long time. Uh, a good 10 years, I think. Wow. And then I well, had you must have gotten you. a raise. Oh, yeah. Then I went back to work after I had you there part time. Wow. And then when I, I don't know, did I go back there after I had Michael? I don't remember, but I went back there part time. Wow. They loved me. Because daddy, <laughs> well, you're very good. I'm sure you were excellent. Yeah, I always got, I got a couple of raises without, without even asking for oh, them. Oh, that's good. And daddy had two jobs at one time. Yeah, he worked on the liquor truck and then he worked at the racetrack at night. Do you wish you went to college or you're fine with how everything turned out? Definitely. Oh, no, definitely. I I would have been an excellent teacher because I love children. Your sister, Rosemary, was a teacher. Your brother, James, was a teacher. And your other uh, brother, Anthony, was worked in a bank, controller. He was executive. Yeah, he was ex. Yeah, executive at a bank. But yeah. yeah, they all went to college, but that's okay. Exactly. You had two kids and a beautiful I family. I know, but I should have went. To, I would have been an excellent teacher because I love children. And then the benefits, and you get a pension and all that other stuff. But they get good benefits and all teachers. But we didn't have parents that say, "Oh, you have to go to college." Right, you know what I mean? Right. Nobody pushed you. Just did what you wanted to do. And you didn't have any hesitation to send your son to uh, NYU for acting, for a degree in acting? Because I always think if I had a kid who wanted to go to a school that at the time was $26,000 a year, which was very expensive, I would say, uh, could you get a degree in anything except acting? No, 
I never did that. I just let my kids do. They have to be happy. So whatever they wanted to be, that was it. That's great advice. I mean, I wasn't thrilled. Wasn't thrilled. You know, you you were a very smart kid. Yeah. But is that what you wanted to do? You wanted to do that since you were four years old. Yes. Yes. And I'm very lucky that I was able to do it because just because you go to school for it doesn't guarantee you anything nothing guarantees you anything in show business that's right so i five thousand degrees whatever and you know i was not really like the star of nyu it wasn't like i was in school going like well the minute i graduate obviously i'm going to get a job because i'm the star of the school i kind of wasn't the star of the school so i think it was actually surprising i'm sure to like my teachers at nyu that I got to go on to do seven Broadway shows Broadway and television shows. shows and movies and voiceovers and commercials. And I've, I've been very, very lucky. I also worked very hard. You certainly did. You're very ambitious. Yeah, I'm very, very ambitious still. So <laughs> no cold soups for Lois. Definitely not. All right. You never Have you ever tasted a cold soup? Oh, yeah. Like if I have a, a, a kind of like vegetable soup or something and... I heat it and it's not, it's, I don't like a cold. I've I've tasted cold soups. I know, but I think you're, you're talking about things that are meant to be hot that are being served cold. Exactly. That's not what gazpacho is meant to be served cold. Right. It is meant to be served cold. It's not supposed to be a hot soup that then is just cold. cold. (laughs) No, I understand that. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you said, did you ever have like a Slurpee or um, a slushy, like that kind of drink, like a sugary cold drink? Yeah. Do you like those? Yeah, they're fine. It's kind of the same consistency as gazpacho. I know, but it's it's all vegetables and whatever. You don't like that many. What kind of vegetables do you like? Oh, I love spinach, broccoli, cauliflower, corn, peas. Mm, yeah, yeah, carrots. Carrots. Do you like I asparagus like and green beans? Because I love those I vegetables. love green beans, but asparagus, yeah, take no? them or leave them. Oh, I like green beans a lot. Yeah, They're I like good. I didn't too. eat a lot of vegetables as a kid, huh? No, all you ate was um, mashed potatoes and corn. <laughs> but did And didn't you think to yourself, like, oh, maybe I should give my kid... Some vegetables. I try it, but you, you kids <laughs> wouldn't eat it. Well, Sounds like we were a little spoiled. You were, and I was yeah. couldn't throw it down your throat. Yeah, it sounds like whatever we said, that was it. You didn't really try exactly. too hard to dissuade us. I know, us. I know. I was strict that way. A lot of parents were very strict. Their kids had to eat what was mm-hmm. on their plate, it was, but I wasn't like that. Well, I have a lot of guests on the podcast who say, like, I ate everything when I was a kid. I had yeah, all right. kinds of vegetables and tofu and all kinds of different alternatives to meat and right you know we didn't have i mean we really i you know i say this in the in like the trailer of the podcast and i say it but truly i ate the same six or seven foods my entire childhood wouldn't you say yes to this day we don't what do you have what did you have tonight oh tonight we had shrimp and macaroni shrimp and spaghettis how do you make the shrimp well, the shrimp were fried. And not uh, in the air fryer. No, not okay. in the air fryer. Right. Air fryer. No, the air not... fryer. Well, I'm off now for a few days, so maybe I'll have time mm. because uh, the kids are off, so 
Well, and Reese is off, so I'm going to be there in a week. So we should just do it together. Let's just do it together. Okay. We'll, we'll just take a step. handful of fries. I bet they could be frozen. I'll have to look it up. I haven't looked it up yet. Yeah, well, I haven't looked at the book yet. <laughs> I can't imagine everything in the air fryer has to be defrosted. That sounds very complicated. No, not defrosted, just fresh. I don't think so, Mom. I'm sure you could take well, it frozen from the thing and throw it in well, the air fryer. Well, we're going to say when you come here, we'll try it. Yeah, I think the air fryer is meant to make everything easier so you don't burn yourself with scalding hot oil like you oil, do. Oil, right. I don't do that. Well, you have the fryer pot with the that net, metal yeah, net. Yeah, the deep fryer. Deep yeah, fryer. That's, that's crazy deep fryer. On, the, on the gas stove. Well, whatever. Light yourself on fire. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> so you had breaded shrimp with macaroni. What did you have? What do you think you'll have and tomorrow? And we had salad. Tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow's pizza. Oh, tomorrow's pizza. Because we always have pizza on Friday. Still, because my father will not eat meat on Friday. Is that why? No, he now he eats meat on Friday, but now not during Lent. But Lent passed. Yeah, Lent's no. over. We had it. Already, uh, yeah, that's we? what I say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so still, but still pizza. And what do you have for lunch these days? Oh, I have either a sandwich, I'll have soup, eggs. I don't know. Every I have something different every day. And you oh. like turkey for your, you like a smoked turkey, a honey turkey? turkey? No, just regular turkey. Oh, you don't like a smoked turkey I or like, honey turkey? I love a honey no, turkey. No, I don't like sandwich. the honey turkey now. Too Why? sweet. Why? Oh, too sweet. Not good for your sugar, honey. Oh, really? Honey's honey sweet. It's got a lot of sugar. I thought you were calling me, honey. No. Not good for your sugar, honey. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing tonight? You know, I got to tell yeah. you, for the first time, Bridger and I tried to watch This Is Us. Oh. That I, you used I, to after watch. After a while. Well, oh, you used to watch time. it, and then you said there are too many flashbacks, and I now I, know, I it's all... well, I understand exactly what you mean now. I know they had a character on there, Mandy Moore, who was in like old age makeup, like she was a hundred years old. Yeah, well, that's how she's supposed to be now. And then when you first watch it, she was young; she just got married and was going out. That's why after a while, I said I, I that was the end of it. I that was the end, together. and this is us, and this is the end. I think it's right. over. Yeah, it is. It was the finale. I think that was last night, right? And you didn't watch even the finale to say goodbye to all no. your favorite characters? No. Mm. No. I, I thought so. maybe you'd want to, you know, send them off. No, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. We tried to watch it, and like you said, it was a bit confusing. Too many flashbacks. And I don't know where we here, are. Here. We're here. Exactly. They're kids. They're not kids. They have kids. kids the kids are, are adults. Are, the thing, I know. They're coming to say goodbye to Mandy Moore because she's about to drop dead. It's so confusing. I know. Well, how do you think I feel? I got uh, 50 years old. Yeah. I know. I, after a while, I said, nah. And I, what I about your soap opera? Is anything good going on there with Sonny? Sonny Licious on General Hospital? Oh, Sonny. Oh, they have a lot of good stories. What's I didn't happening watch now? You don't know? Oh, yeah. Uh, Nina, yeah. who's uh, suing for She wants a uh, visitation to to her grandson, oh, and boy. the other ones are blocking it. Oh. I don't know. Now they're, in, now they're on trial. <laughs> wow. Are they in a courtroom? Yeah. Oh, that's probably good. Yeah. Are they getting up to testify? Yeah. Mm. I think Sonny goes on the chair today. Oh, and do you tape but, that on like a VCR yeah, it's tape? Taped. Yeah. No, on I tape t- it on. No. No, not on a VCR oh, tape. I don't know. 
on the tell. Uh, what do you tape on DVR. the television? Yeah, on the television. Yeah, DV, yeah, yeah, DVR. Oh, good. Yeah, I taped that and Young and Restless. And no more like days of our lives. No. Oh. I don't like that anyway. I haven't watched that in years. They're still on there, Marlena and Bo and everybody. No, Bo isn't on there. Oh, but Marlena is. Is she? I, I don't think know. So. I haven't watched Deidre that in Hall. years. Yeah, I haven't watched that in years. It's amazing that actors make their whole lives on a, a soap opera. What a soap wonderful opera. thing. You just have a job every week for I know, years. but it's not that easy. You have to memorize a lot of lines. Yeah, well, I don't know if they have to do that anymore. I think that was in the past. Uh, they have to do... 30 40 pages a day and it was a lot oh i don't know. You know i don't i don't know i don't well know now it's true because now like there's so many different characters like every day it's about somebody else you know right. what i mean like it's not always carried on to, sometimes it is a story but right usually they're on and the next day they're off and then yeah. they're on so so just think like all those actors they don't have to memorize that many lines because they're just one scene one scene a couple you know a couple scenes per couple episode scenes. Right, right. Yeah, but no more days of our lives. All right. General Hospital and Young and the Restless. Now, what's going on, Young and the Restless? Do you remember? Oh, they bring back these old people now. Yeah, uh, Diane. I I don't even remember. So I used to watch that. Show. I watched that show from day one. Wow. Young and Restless when the first one on. Oh my God. When the first got married, but then I didn't watch it for like a couple more than a couple of years. I don't know how many years. <laughs> so like they bring back these old characters, but I don't really know who they are because I didn't watch it yeah. at the time. And do but, you talk about the shows with anybody? Does anybody, any of your friends watch the shows too when you get on the phone? No, when say, I used to work, no, when I used to work, a lot of people used to watch it, but no, no, I don't even know who watches them. Because I feel like I remember as a kid hearing you on the phone talking about Marlena and whoever. Yeah. Well, my sister used to watch it. Yeah. You know, my mother used to watch it. Oh. And you don't watch any of the Housewives? Did you ever watch the Housewives? No. Maybe once or twice. Yeah, because the Housewives Housewives are like real soap operas. Soap operas. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they're real people. I I think I tuned in once or twice, you know, if I was flipping channels. But right. Because you said you knew the I... Manzos or you had been to the Brownstone and the New Jersey Housewives. Oh, I've been to the Brownstone, but I don't know them. Yeah. Albert Manzo and his wife, Caroline, they were on the first season. Yeah. No, I never watched that. I, I might have flipped through, you know, while I was switching channels. And you should them. tape the Jersey Housewives. You know, they're down the shore. I know they're all old. You probably know all the places. I know, but they're all made up. So stories. So the soap operas. I know, but this one, these are supposed to be like real characters. I don't know. I just think they're too full. You don't want to see real people making believe. Yeah, I get it. What's on tonight? Anything? What's tonight? Thursday. Thursday. No. Yes, I like that Chicago Med. That's a good one. Oh, I auditioned for that a few times, Chicago Med. Yeah, that's a good one. Tape that. I am now tonight. I don't know what I'm going to watch. Tell you. Well, I'm going to watch my soap operas. Yeah. That's good. And Chicago Med, they have intense stories. Oh, my God. I know. That was their season finale, I think, last night, too. Wow. Well, that's good, Mom. All right. Well, I'm getting actually hot in here, so I wish I had some gazpacho to cool me off. Oh, well, go get some. It's warm in here. Well, that's it. I hope you have a good night, Mom. Thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you, son, and stay safe. 
The Baby Mouth theme song is performed by me and was written by me and Jesse Vargas. Jesse also orchestrated, recorded, and mixed the song. The Baby Mouth artwork was created by Tim Quartier. You can follow the Baby Mouth podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Baby Mouth Pod. Tell me about your own personal food nightmare. Have you ever been forced to eat something horrible at a fancy party or on a first date? Is there a food you're afraid to try? I want to know all about your scary food experiences. Email me at babymouthpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to listen and subscribe to Baby Mouth wherever you get your podcasts. And please, don't forget to leave a review. Baby Mouth!